All go. right, Jean, you ready to be counting? I'm ready, Jean. Ready in Chamesh, Alba, Shalosh, Stein. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at? Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's at podcast? With Christina P. Okay. Uh, you get hype when you hear that song? You should, bitches. I spent $100,000 for DMX to do that. That's got to be the most money DMX has ever made, right? <laughs> and that's, don't tell him I said How that. dare you? You are <laughs> okay. so fun. With me is Sarah Tiana. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, what a fucking perfect, I love you. I've known you for so many years in the stand-up community. Yes. And I'm so proud of you. I'm so Aww. proud of you. Because now, you, look at you, man. Look at you. We grew up. We grew up. We did together. <laughs> yeah. Together in this in this city. You're mm-hmm. you're now a mother. You have a, an adorable eight month old boy. Mm-hmm. You're a head writer on a show I'm not allowed to reference, but <laughs> let me tell you, she's so funny, and you you're doing all kinds of things in your career, yeah. and I'm just. So fucking proud of you, man. Oh, thank you. That's why you're such a good friend because you, you you do. I love you too. You always uh, tell me how proud you are of me and anything that I do, and like I just yeah. feel like you're such a good cheerleader, especially thank for you. women. And like yeah. you, I you know what I watched me? you a lot. You know we came up together, but we it's did. like I think it's still important to look up to the people that you're still that you're coming up with and, and like Always. watching your star rise has been you're so adorable. fun. And even though you don't ever text me back or call me, <laughs> uh, I send you letters and um, they get returned. It says return to sender. It's in your handwriting. So I know that you got it, but you know, I still think it's so nice that you let me come on your podcast and listen to rap. Yeah. Rap. Thank you. Rap That's a really music. touching homage. Yeah. You know, there are so many things I like about you. One thing I'm a little <laughs> weary of is your gender trading ways. Now, when I say that, uh, why don't you tell the audience what you're wearing and why? <laughs> so, uh, I am wearing a brave shirt, a braves hat and some leggings that I put on two weeks ago. <laughs> Uh, when the Braves started the playoffs. With underwear, I hope. I'm not wearing underwear <laughs> because I did not realize. I was like, and then we won the game. And I was like, well, I got to wear this again. Yeah. And then I was like, well, I'm not. And then we won again. And I was like, well, now I can't not wear this until we lose. And we have not lost yet. So, babe, but seriously, you don't wear underwear with the leggings. I you... never normally wear underwear with leggings because they're so tight. So you mean to tell me the reason? <laughs> so I'm basically wearing underwear for like two <laughs> Now, I don't wear it all day. I take it on and off. So I only wear it during the game. Oh, okay. And that's how Which the, is that's... eight hours. No, <laughs> it's not. But you don't know the difference. So I thought it'd be funny. I don't know the difference. To yeah. me, those games feel like eight hours. <laughs> My husband is into football and that feels like an eternity. Yes. Because not only is the game multiple hours and then the after show mm-hmm. where the um, out of shape players talk about the game we just fucking saw the retired players the retired out of shape players <laughs> sorry and then they have their stupid jokes that don't aren't funny and is oh. baseball the same way where they mm-hmm, except that it's longer and not as much action <laughs> yes you don't know anything it's so funny because you remind me my i have a Ugh. friend named chike who's british and he was at a dodger game with me one time and my biggest pet peeve is people asking me what's happening in the oh. game like I don't want to explain baseball to you when I'm just trying to because I keep score like I go to games by myself like I'm very into it right and what do you bring to your games hold on remember you used to bring in your oh. 
my ranch seasoning. <laughs> I bring that to movies. I have brought it to baseball games for the right, popcorn. I've referenced you before on well, the show. But it's yeah. delicious. Yeah. And I think, and I'm not wrong. No, you're not I'm wrong not at wrong. all, girl. You're not it's wrong. It's very good on red vines. No, it's not. I don't put it on there. <laughs> but if it accidentally, it doesn't matter. So anyway, he, he you asked go me. go alone. I go alone normally, but he happened to be there at the game and I was sitting with him. And, and then he asked me the funniest thing one time. He's like, how come when you run to first base, you're out, but if you walk there, you're safe. And I was like, oh my God, I think you just explained baseball in like the simplest term. And, uh, and so I always think of you when I think of him. Like to me, I'm your two that. brains are synonymous. I'm just like, no, you're... You would be very fun to go to a game with because you would just be uh, criticizing everything I around the game. Like I would only be watching the field and then you would be watching everything yes. else. You got you know me very well. You know me very well. Be like, what's that fucking guy doing? Why is that person doing this? Where's my hot dog? Don't they have Dodger dogs at this game? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dodger dogs are so bad. I don't know why everybody thinks they're so good. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you don't even care did you see that was that a good throw no sarah good throw you but it was good enough to make the dodgers team right now so <gasps> totally. you, like i care like I care. they're beating the shit out of us right now so it's okay okay yeah so where do you go where do you watch these games here in well LA? right now uh so my baby daddy is a sportscaster he's also a big okay. sports nerd like me and so we have three tvs set up in the living room <laughs> Usually one has baseball, one has football, and one has basketball, or whatever. So we can watch three games at once. He must have the biggest boner for that. (laughs) That a woman that loves sports. Well, like, yeah, because when, like, with Tom, I'm like, just go in your cave, watch that shit by yourself. Mm -hmm. I'll entertain the kids. Don't make me talk about it. He tried getting me into football for so many years, and now he's just resigned to the fact that I don't care. He asked me one time, he was like, how can I get Christina to like football? And I go, why do you want her to? Like, I wish my boyfriend didn't like it, and I could go in a room by myself and just watch it. Oh, really? Why? And I'm sure he probably wishes that, too. Like, as as fun as it is to watch the games together, I'm sure he wishes he could go to his cave and And just just jerk off off and do whatever he wants. (laughs) Oh, he does that anyway. But, like, I'm always there. You're like come on you know like, oh you're screaming and and oh, do you yeah. get upset if he doesn't scream at if chris doesn't scream at the same things you do or we're usually screaming at different things anyway because we have different stakes in the game so um. like he bets on he does a lot of gambling on games mm-hmm. so he's sometimes we're cheering against different things gotcha yes. and that frustrates you because you just want to focus <laughs> Yeah, I, I, you know, because there are episodes of, <laughs> uh, here we go, of uh, my, uh, 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 I like that show Rita on mm-hmm. Netflix. It's in, it's in Danish and I have to read the subtitles. Oh, right. uh-huh. And if my husband is there, don't you, it's, it's a good show, actually. She's like a oh, nice. saucy teacher. Oh, yeah. fun. She's got an that attitude. That looks fun. It's a really good show. And I've watched a lot of foreign, like, true yeah. crimes uh, shows on I can't, Netflix. You know, I can't do true crime because I'm so afraid it's going to happen to me. Now I can't because I have a kid. Before I had a kid, I watched murder all day. Right. All the time. So much Law & Order, so much <laughs> true It didn't matter what it was. Now I'm like, <gasps> like I'm yeah. terrified of everything. Same. Yeah. And I can't watch a show where the kid is getting hurt or Ugh. kidnapped or a do- even an animal getting hurt. Yeah. I'm like, no. No, can't do it. Not interested. Oh, so before we forget, you have a podcast this week in the 90s with your beau, Chris. 
Yeah. And what's that about? I like that. So we uh, we're we just love the 90s because we grew up in the 90s and mm-hmm. there's so much that happened because it was before social media yes. and it was set kind of just a lot more fun. And so we just started we were talking about it one day and then we just decided to do a podcast about it. So we take this week. So the seven days that we're in and then we can pick any year from the 90s and just kind of tackle that year. So, That's so great. this year he talked about some guy <laughs> that like approached Mike Tyson at a bar in Harlem to try to get money back and then they got into like some sort of fight altercation and I'm like let me tell you two things I'm never gonna do confront Mike Tyson right or go to a bar in Harlem you know like those are like two things that there's not there's no fucking way so anyway right. so we just talk about like random smaller stories and like kind of dig into them you know Steven Seagal with yeah. Under Siege coming out you know whatever the movie was sometimes it's music and yeah, that's yeah, so funny because I was I was watching Scream mm-hmm. the other night and what a great movie that was. And I, what I particularly enjoyed was the way the teenagers talk to each other because <laughs> it was brutal. Like nowadays, the kids are they're so respectful. Right. Like even in, I like teen genre stuff, so I'm always mm-hmm. watching it. I mean, back then they were like, what are you fucking pussy faggot? <laughs> Like, right? Like, Jamie Kennedy was talking to his friend. And they're like, God, quit being a pussy. Just fucking lay her, bro. <laughs> Just rape her at the party. God, like they're, what's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. God, yeah, stop it. Like, they're so mean. You don't take your dick out, you <laughs> yeah. Like, what? What's yeah. happening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was all about, like, him pressuring Sydney to have sex. Mm-hmm. And, like, that would never fly. No, not anymore. Yeah, there's so many movies that would never get made anymore. Oh, oh what yeah. about Heather's? Oh, um, Heathers. I think that was one of the most formative movies. Fast Times at Ridgemont. Well, like, like, great like movie. The, like, the, you know. What's the her name? Six- Amy Heckerling, who oh. did Fast Times. Oh. Look it up. She's a brilliant female director. She mm-hmm. did Fast Times, Clueless, all these great teen genre movies that I think today they would just S their panties. <laughs> Amy Heckerling. Yeah, oh, this, nice. this is going to be you, Even dude. her photo, it looks like it's from the 80s. <sighs> She's That's rad, great. Dude. Side ponytail. Oh, Dope. So this is you, Clueless though. was such a big deal when I, you know. Oh, even that movie's vastly inappropriate. It was like, oh, <laughs> sex and stuff. Excuse so, you. Oh, an abortion. Fast Times Ridge 1 High was about her getting an abortion. Uh-huh. And she actually goes through with it, which you never see, even in like Seventh Heaven. By and the they time they show the doctors in there doing it, right? Yeah, I remember. Am I confusing crazy. that with Carrie? <laughs> <laughs> Is that not what they poured over her head at prom? No, it's her abortion. Oh, I'm so confused. Here you go. I, I get all my movies mixed up. Mm, uh, abortion's wrong. Anyway, yeah. God damn. <laughs> yeah, those, it was. It, there's so many great well i know what you did last summer came out this great. week. great good movie you know? too and i don't even it, we even were just talking about the poster and just how like it's always like all of their pictures yeah. and there's like a black <laughs> it's black behind them but you just see their face and yeah. then like part of their boob you let's know? see it and and by the way very yeah. gratuitous titty stuff of i believe course. look at oh, jennifer this... love hewitt like oh. everybody was going to see that movie because her boobs are front huge and tits i mean yeah. she had a whole career based on her titties they were so amazing <laughs> same with rose mcgowan she's in scream and man uh-huh. i mean she they, the way they dressed her was like is this a P O R N? Okay. <laughs> I'm a mom, guys. I can't like this. I'm a mom. Oh. So, anyways, let's get to mom chat because that's what we're all here yeah. for. So, you let me tell you what's really interesting. And I was just remembering when you came on That's Deep Bro, mm-hmm. 
the mm-hmm. last time you were on that show and it's in this rss feed if you want to go take a listen it's been taken off of youtube because of violations of music i used to play music at the top of every show that wasn't copyright copyright oh i thought it was because of something i said <laughs> no no could you imagine like it's sarah's fault. i assume it's always me. <sighs> my coccyx is loose and so it hurts mm-hmm. that's um, been a problem way long time though ever since i met you is that right no. oh <laughs> God, did I forget? No, it's baby problems. Second baby made that happen. Uh, But last time you came on the show, you were in a really different place in your life. You had just broken up with a boyfriend and you were in this dating world and you were really just like, I don't know what to do. Like it felt like your life was just so, do you remember? I don't even remember. So you were- It feels like so long ago, but yeah, I'm sure. It wasn't, I feel like it was maybe- Five, six years ago. No, maybe two two and a half three max this is back in my old house in woodland Woodland hills we were taping in the house and that house we just left in february the point being Uh you're in a vastly different place (laughs) and i thought to myself this poor girl i love you so much Mm -hmm. and i want and your life just went yeah you got the guy you got the baby you got the career yeah now how'd you meet this guy what happened so i met him at the comedy store actually because um one of our old managers chris burns had started working on the rich eisen show and that's where my boyfriend is like the sidekick on that show and he brought him to the comedy store and i saw this guy on the patio and i was like that's my boyfriend and (laughs) it took me like six months to convince him and i was right yeah he is my boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, he is just wearing this Boston Red Sox hat. And then I found out he was a sportscaster. We started. Oh talking my god! Sports. And did your did you get total panty pudding when you were me like, for sure? I was like, this guy is. He was so cute. He was like tall, drink of water, like just. I mean, he still is. He's. I still think he's so gorgeous every day I see him. Aww. And so, it took a long time. He really. I think he wasn't really in the mindset and. Um, and he also had no game whatsoever. He, Those are the best ones, by the way. Yeah, I mean, it's fine because I like I know he's never going to cheat on me because he just doesn't <laughs> even have the capacity yes! to do it. You know, like where you're like, so like one week he was being so crazy nice to me. And <sighs> I was like, God, I can't figure it. He's just like, it's obnoxious. Like, it's a little much. And my friend was like, do you think he's cheating on you? And I was like, oh, my God, no. I was like, he's either going to ask me to marry him or he has cancer. Like, yeah. those are the only two possibilities. <laughs> like, there's no way. Like, he has he has no way. He couldn't even plan how he would. Yeah. Even, you know, so I, anyway, he he would just send me, like, texts that was like, how's your day? And I'm like, mm. it's good. And he's like, great. I'm like, I, this is, I'm not having a conversation over tech. Like, I don't have this kind of time. I'm not going to just like get to know you. Well, what over did, a text what did you want him to do? Like, hey, come co- just like court you. No, I wanted him like, to just say like, hey, do you want to go have a drink here? Oh, right. Let's just, talk like, go, and face to face. Talk face to sure. face or, or just give me a call or something. And yeah. then like, it just so happened that uh, he started following me on Twitter. I know this is weird. And then um, I was like making jokes about the Grammys one night and he was too, or I guess he was like following it on Twitter. And then he texted me and was like, and I had always said that like Dave and Buster's like my favorite place or something. <laughs> and uh, and so I like so I, that I could beat him at like any game at Dave and Buster's. And so he was like, we should just quit watching the Grammys and go to Dave and Buster's. And I was like, this is exactly what I was like. Yes. At first, it took me a second to even remember who he was because it was it had been like six months. 
And, um, and then I was like, oh yeah, yeah. I was like, and I was in my pajamas. I had just gotten back from Minneapolis doing the club there. And I was like, oh, I'm riding in my pajamas, but if you want to do it tomorrow. And I said at like six o'clock so that I had an out because I knew I had a show at eight. And we went on and met up there and I just like never looked back. And did he go to your eight o'clock show with you? No, no, no. no yeah, that's I did smart because you don't want them to see you. Yeah. I think he saw perform. me that night at the store. So he knew I was funny, but he just like, I don't think it was like the best set of my life, but uh i knew he also texted me the day after valentine's day so i was like don't think i don't know what yeah. you're doing and he goes you like that and i go my birthday's tomorrow you like that and uh <laughs> so then he came to my birthday party and it was just kind of on from there like we never we had like some ups and downs because i like he just he was not ready to commit or be in a relationship and i was just like so confused i'm like we're so good together why don't you just want to say boyfriend but he's just a very slow-paced person and I'm not. So it really helped balance me out because I'm just like, I love you. you know? yeah. We're going <laughs> to do like, this. You yeah. know, once you've turned a certain age, you realize it, it starts to become more important what you don't want. You know what yeah. you don't want the older you get. And that is like, forget about what you do want. Like, because no one's going to have every, no one's perfect because no. you're not perfect. So there's no such thing. And so, um, yeah, we just... I, at the moment I pulled back and slowed down, everything just was was wonderful. And then Isn't we that just, the lesson like yeah. I'm listening to you. And here's what I love about this is that you saw him and you were like, you're my boyfriend, mm -hmm. but you didn't push the issue. No. It sounds like you hang you hang back and he, eventually they come sniffing in your yard. And I do believe in you let out the hanky, which mm -hmm. is what you do. Hello, sir. Here's mm -hmm. my handkerchief, Yana. Uh -huh. If you'd like to pick it up, you mm -hmm. may. You, you, up to you, whatever you desire. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Uh -huh. Yes. Yeah. But I, I just don't believe in women like pursuing the men. I think it goes against. Oh, yeah. Nature. Right? Yeah. No, it's not. They need to be the, the guy making the decisions, you know. And um, what I think I ultimately realized is that what I want more than anything in life is someone I can brag about and be proud mm. of. And I found that in him. Like, for for me as a like men like to be taller they like to be stronger they like to make more money and they like to be the funny one and i take two of those away <laughs> sometimes three depending on how uh, often you drive for uber funny you know? and strong. <laughs> yeah you're stronger than chris <laughs> no, no no he's taller than me that's right. about it that's about it and then yeah. you got wow that's a lot they like to make yeah like uh you know I, i'm just saying that like but he had no issue with me being funnier or yeah um make making more money like he 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 had so much self-confidence that it didn't really matter and he really liked what he did and he was so focused and he worked so hard on it like he's just like an encyclopedia you can ask him anything <laughs> about like you can be like who won the world series in 1953 and he'll be like oh it was this team and they played the, you know it's like it's incredible and, and you so love it i finally had somebody that brought something that i was missing mm. which you know like i know a lot about sports but i don't have a memory for it so i just have a really bad memory and he can remember everything which isn't good in a fight but it's no. good anytime i else. know tom has a, an impeccable memory i think he might have that kind of memory that the lady from taxi driver yeah. does <laughs> Do you know where she's they're like what'd you have for breakfast 1971 may 5th and she's like i had eggs and toast mm -hmm. 
Tom is really eerily able to recall everything. Wow. And I'm like you. I'm like, I don't know. Oh, no, I don't remember I what I had any. yesterday. <laughs> I have yeah, two children. I'm yeah. exhausted. So then came, did you guys decide to have a baby or was it like yes. a, a fun oopsie? Okay. Well, a year before we had a oopsie and then, um, and then you just start going, I'm like, I mean, I'm not getting rid of, I'm like 30 at the time <laughs> I was like 38 or whatever. I'm like, or I was like, no, I was 40 and I was like, I'm not going to get an abortion yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry unless you have like five kids already it does right. seem yeah kinda... it, doesn't, it, it was like so I, I didn't even know it was possible to get pregnant I had never even <laughs> had an accident you know what I mean like I never even had a situation and my doctors had told me like oh you have a film over something like some ovary or I don't know like fallopian tube and like we'll have to remove that if you ever really want to have a baby and I was like oh I have like this natural diaphragm like no wonder I've never gotten <laughs> pregnant and um yeah and then we did and then i think it lasted about eight weeks and then i lost Mm -hmm. the baby and at by that time we had we had not seen a doctor yet but we were just like kind of like then you start thinking about it and you're like oh my gosh well interesting and then i think if that hadn't happened and it was a really awful miscarriage it lasted for like two months oh and it was heavy it was like insane i gained all this weight it was like very depressing and um but he was we were moving at the time we had just decided to move in together before any of this happened and it it was just kind of crazy and he was so amazing through the whole thing and it just made me go like man if this were to happen again i would not be upset at all and so after about a year we started talking about it again i was like i just want to go to the doctor and see if everything's working right so just to see where i stand and so I went and the doctor was like, if you want to have a baby, you have to start yesterday because you're old <laughs> as F. And so I was like, what? And I went home in tears expecting yeah. Chris to break up with me because I'm like, I was like, listen, I'm going to have to do this because if and if you don't want to do it, I totally understand. You have an out. I'm not going to be upset with you if this isn't what you want. But as a woman, I feel like I have this ability to do a magic trick and I'm not going to do not try to do my magic trick. Right. And um and I have to explain everything to him in sports because he doesn't really understand <laughs> anything else. So I had to be like, I'm kind of like Tom Brady. Like, I I don't want to stop playing, but my body's not going to let me keep playing for much longer. You know? And so he was like, I actually know oh. who Tom Brady is. So yeah, I know okay. this reference. This yeah. is the one reference I know. So anyway, he was like, all right, let's just try it. So we made an appointment to do IVF because my doctor's like, you're going to have to do IVF right away. And that was like three months away. And the second month we got pregnant on our own. And then like, that's like, like, that gave me the chills because yeah. that's always what I hear people yeah. say. Mm-hmm. It's like the minute you make that appointment and you're yeah. like, I'm going to try it. IVF, you get pregnant. And I had never like, I had the glow app. I had never like looked at my period and like looked at when I ovulated and like tried to like, you know, of course I had never tried to get pregnant before. So it was a, uh, yeah, second try we yeah and then worked and then we were like okay let's not get too excited because we'd already had a bad experience so it was so nerve-wracking for like a whole month you know and then um we just basically kept the appointment that we had and that was like our eight week it was about eight weeks and there was a heartbeat and we're like (gasps) okay well we're not gonna get too excited wait till we see it again and then we saw it again and again and then now he's here and he's like 
the best baby ever. We just, it, it all flew by and it was the longest experience ever. I it's know. Kinda, it's know. simultaneously like a short thing and also the longest when I you're heard pregnant. The days are long and the years are short when you have a baby and right. like uh, when you're raising a baby. And that's kind of how my pregnancy felt too. Like it all went by super, super fast. We had a baby moon in Paris <sighs> and. People in Paris could not have been nicer. It was the most incredible experience. Like everywhere I went, as soon as they saw I was pregnant, they were like, right this way. I never <laughs> waited in line. I never had to stand anywhere. It was so incredibly nice. I've read this, that yeah. they see um, pregnant women as like you're on a nine month vacation. It should be a nine month spa. <laughs> I read it in like bringing up baby, bebe or whatever yeah, yeah. the fuck book that is. I was like, wow. Well, they also send someone to your house. The government does for right, a month after right. you have your baby so that you well, don't have to do anything. Sarah, America's pretty cool, too. I don't know if you've been to Bye Bye Baby. That's one store that oh lets God. pregnant women park in, in the front. So, Okay, that is one store that wow. we get to have. Yeah, that is, you're right. I I feel like I'm not. You're not being appreciative of what America I'm not does. Being yeah, I'm not being a good American. No. We're number one. <laughs> number fucking one. <laughs> I don't know why. That's so funny. I was watching that documentary on the Challenger uh, explosion, you know, <laughs> and um, there was this whole thing in the 80s about being number one. Number, we're number one. I remember growing up in this mantra and I'm like, why did we have to do that? Like, right. why do we have to? Number one. Yeah, like it, it's not a competition, is it? To be know. a country is a competition. Yeah, like why I do we do that? You're right. That's a very good point <laughs> cool. because we're definitely now we use it as a punchline. You know, where they're like, "You have the most COVID cases. We're number one." You're like, "Yeah, yeah, we did it. We're still least likely to wear masks. We're number one." You know, yeah. Speaking of important issues, I brought up on the show uh, a fact that you had given me about Cracker Barrel. <laughs> And <laughs> what did you, you're just bringing up, you're bringing up my hot takes, my facts. Buddy, I rep you on the show because I'm like, first of all, Sarah Tiana has ranch in her fanny pack. <laughs> Sarah Tiana told me about Cracker Barrel. You told I me. I tell you all the things you need to know. The important shit that there's no Cracker Barrel in California because of the earthquake. Well, they, we just got one. It took them 20 years. Now we have two. There's one in Oxnard and there's one on the way to Vegas on the 210. If you got an hour, I highly recommend the drive. Uh, because you're so it's kind of like Vegas but better because you're so excited for the first hour but then you're already there after yeah. an hour yeah. Um, yeah no Cracker Barrel refused to come to California for over 20 years because California has earthquake restrictions and they would make Cracker Barrel take all the shit off the ceiling and they were like mm, I know it's a billion dollar restaurant industry but you can't have hash brown casserole without a wheelbarrow hanging above your head you know <laughs> Have you ever tried to eat mac and cheese without a hacksaw from the 1800s next to your table? Because it don't taste as good, you know? Yeah. And they did have like oh. roller coasters strapped to the oh. wall. There's like... always a picture of some old woman. And you're like, why is my great, great, great grandmother staring down at me judgingly while I'm eating? Like grits. And it's yeah. so good. I love 
Cracker Barrel so much when I'm on the road. And also, I like that you can buy Christmas ornaments (laughs) that are sport related. Like I get Tom the Seminole uh, (laughs) Christmas ornaments from the Cracker Barrel store when I go. And you know, so silly. I love it. Truck drivers always step there because you could get a book on tape (laughs) and you can return it at any Cracker Barrel. Is that right? Yes. It was such a great, it was a genius move. Yeah. (laughs) See, that's what I like about it. It's just like home. And then they got them racking chairs on the porch. My sister has two of them on her front porch when it was like one of those things where you're like god i hope one day i'm rich enough to afford a cracker barrel rocking chair because they're like 125 dollars and i was like i'm never gonna have that kind of money (laughs) and now i'm like yeah now i have that kind i do have the giant checkers you know how oh yeah they used to have these uh it's like a piece of carpet with these giant checkers and you could play it in front of the fireplace yeah and it was like i remember when i was old enough because cracker bear was the first sit-down restaurant we ever had in my town (laughs) it was a really big deal when they came calhoun georgia calhoun georgia we have a nike outlet we're right um (laughs) right above all lives matter that's kind of where we are (laughs) right right there and uh <laughs> yeah we're right next to i'd like to speak with a manager so we're right about right in that in the heart of georgia right there and uh we, when cracker barrel came it was so funny because we'd never seen we never had waitresses at a restaurant i'd never been to a restaurant where there was like except pizza hut like had the ladies that would bring the pizza out sure and that was about it sure you know? there's you know? no like you still got star. to get your own soda you know in the red cup <laughs> But there was nobody that was like, what What will you have? And you're like, ah! <laughs> like I was like so nervous. I know what to say. I'm like, I, didn't, I mean, right now I can have, I don't know. Uh, so anyway, it was, a really big, it was a really big deal when they came. And there was always a line. Or at least my friends would complain about the lines. And I was like, that's when I realized we didn't go to church. Because I was like, we always go on Sunday morning at 10 <gasps> o'clock. And there's nobody there. <laughs> goes down. <laughs> they're like uh they're like sinner yeah because they judge they judge in those parts a little bit yeah 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 i mean i started going to church when i was in eighth grade because my parents never told me what religion they were they were always just like you're smart enough to figure out what you want to be i think it's because they were two different ones what are your parents my mom was raised catholic and my dad was raised like presbyterian or something it's it's similar yeah but they just didn't want to they didn't stay in the church, basically, um, when they moved to California. And then we moved to Georgia from California when I was little. And so we just didn't go to a church. And then um, I guess my mom said that I went to preschool at the Baptist church. And they started telling her that, like, I was going to hell because I wasn't coming to the church enough. And my mom Whoa. pulled me out of that preschool. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah. But then I just, I didn't know any of the stories. And I started going to church in, like, eighth grade because my friends went and I wanted to go hang out with them and I had to go to like the beginning Bible school or whatever. Oh, right, to learn all But I'd never heard any of the stories so I had all these questions and I don't know if you've ever been to a church in the South but they don't really like questions. (laughs) (laughs) Or reading to some extent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they like to just tell you what to think and believe and so I had all kinds of, I couldn't get past the idea of Adam from Adam and Eve being yeah. alone in a garden. Like, I just had so many questions yeah, about like, a guy. Yeah, he's just this guy that Why God... is there a guy? What, like, what was he mad at his wife? Like, he didn't <laughs> have a wife yet. Well, wait, you just said. And they're like, well, they had to make her from him. You're like, what? what? How? And they're like, from his rib. And I'm like, well, rich rib. And it doesn't matter. And I'm like, it 
of course it matters. You and, know? and do men have less ribs now than women? Like, <laughs> yeah, like what is that? They mean? have one less rib. Is that a scientific thing? I don't yeah, know. Like, I don't know. I just had all these questions and they couldn't yeah, answer. They're not them. into that. They told me to try a different church. So like that <laughs> happened a few times where they'd be like, you should try a different church. So what are you going to do with your kid? Have you thought about, because that, all that stuff matters. Like you don't think mm -hmm. about it again until you have children. And then with Tom and I, it's like, well, do we baptize our children? Because we're not really super religious, but it's kind of a cool tradition. And if they mm -hmm. want to be Catholic or whatever, now they have the option. Yeah. And is Chris of the same faith background as you? He didn't grow up in church, so he's oh. like not really into it. And I would, I wouldn't mind it. I would love it, but I'm not really pressing the issue. I'm kind yeah. of just more like, I'll just let Cage decide, you know, when he gets older, he can do whatever he wants, you know? Yeah. I've always kind of been of the faith that like, if I push something on you, you're not going to want to do it. Or if I tell you not to do something, you'll probably end up wanting to do it. So I'm just going to like answer your questions and let you decide. Yeah, that's true. My parents taught me to be skeptical. That was like the best thing that they, they ever taught me. And yeah. so, and to ask lots of questions. And so that's smart. I think I found my way in that regard um, by asking lots of, even when I went to church when I was older, I definitely was asking lots of questions and still, you know, they They're weren't like, very happy about that. Nah. And then you, you get, you kind of get wise to it a little bit later. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's I going to say? Yeah. It's interesting with children too, is that, uh, like I, you know, you, I watch movies or I remember my parents being bummed at my decisions or who I was mm -hmm. or when I was like, that's so narcissistic. Like when you look at your kids, it is out of your control who they become, I know. who they are, what they like, uh, to try to sway it or like what you were just saying like you, you just kind of have to hang back and let them be who they are and support right. that it's right. uh it can be hard in the beginning because you're i don't know actually it's not well, for me because i'm like okay you're this mellow kid great now you're me you know you're mellow yeah great you well can... i think if you're laid back your kid will be laid back you know i think if you're oh. like anxious no oh uh, yeah well our first boy has a lot of energy he's not anxious we're laid back right he's chill yeah. in a way but he's like ah! Well, that's because he's day. a boy. Yeah, he's a boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's also boy a boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love those. I, I'm kind of hoping. I mean, I'll, Cage can be whatever he wants, except um, he has to play football and not be smart. <laughs> those are the only rules. Um, those are the only rules. Of course, you have to like football. You have to like baseball. But he. But I'm sorry. You just said he. he they. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. I'm confused. I they know. Haven't... I have identified him. Yes. I know. Sorry. Yeah, I gotta he go. Is definitely a <laughs> that boy. Is so abusive. Um, <laughs> did you have a gender reveal party, as they say, in the no, abusive no, no. parenting community? Yeah, no, they're terrible. No, no, we didn't have a gender reveal because we didn't tell anybody until we found out what the gender was. So we just said we're having a boy. Like we just said that was the part of the whole announcement. Yeah. No, we bought him a pair of Jordans, and we were like, "Here he is, world. <laughs> He's gonna like shoes and football. And if he doesn't, there's a fire station right down the road that he can go live at." And. Uh, <laughs> So he's probably going to like soccer and be smart and ruin my oh, life. Oh, yeah, no. I know. Soccer. Is there anything worse to somebody <clears throat> that likes American football than soccer? No, there's nothing yeah, worse. It's... That will be him really putting a thought. Like, that'll be him yeah. sticking the knife in. Or wearing, like, Speedos. <laughs> uh, yeah. He could be a swimmer. I'd be fine if he was, like, a swimmer Oh, or I mean, something. like, a European. Like, he <laughs> liking European things. Playing soccer in Speedos? <laughs> That's definitely probably what's going to happen. Yay. So you yeah. were telling me about... <laughs> Do you want another kid? Yeah. I definitely did not want one until, you know, the whole time I was like, we're just going to have one. We're just going to have one. And uh, 
because I want to travel still. I love. I've you been can to, with one. Two, yeah. it's a little hinkier. Because, you know, I've been to 27 different countries. I've been to a lot of them by myself. I'm a big fan of just like seeing the world. And I don't want that to stop. I, I brought Chris into that. He had, didn't even have a passport when I met him. And I was like, Ooh, <gasps> that's like worse than being Muslim. No, yeah. just <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I was saying that in case my dad's listening. Um, but uh, I, I agree. If you don't have a passport or eat sushi, I'm like, I don't know you. I know. I'm like, what do you mean you don't have doing? a passport? And he's like, well, I don't have to go anywhere. I'm like, why don't you want to go somewhere? And especially escape and leave in case we need to and uh and he is like so finally like i made him get a passport i went okay, through the good. whole process and then i was like okay it's gonna be 110 dollars he's like oh, $110. i'm like that's for 10 that's 11 dollars a year yeah, it's like fine. it's so fine and now well we went to austria for like our first our first real christmas together Aww. and then once he went there he was like we have to do this all the time i'm like see that's why i'm trying to, you know he doesn't like to try new things like i have to Sometimes I have to trick him, you know, yeah. like he didn't like hummus. I don't like hummus. I'm like, have you ever tried it? And he's like, no. So one day I was like, do you want some bean dip? He's like, oh, I like bean dip. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Try this bean dip. And then he's like, oh, this is really good. I'm like, that's because it's fucking hummus. <laughs> you know? So He's like your toddler because that's yeah. what you're going to have to do when Cage is yeah. like two is you trick them. Um, being yeah. like, oh, this isn't fish. This is breaded <laughs> chicken or whatever. Yeah, this is delicious. This is macaroni it's and cheese so with good. green stuff in it. Yeah. So okay, yeah, because you're right. Two. I'm not gonna lie. It's just I think until the second one is at a certain age. At least yeah. for me, I wasn't one to travel with babies. Yeah. There's to me, it's like I can't do it. I have so much anxiety around it. You're Especially, afraid to be the person on the plane with the loud baby. That's yeah. Why. Yeah. Of course. That's yeah, terrifying. Such a dick. We went. We actually took Cage during covid on a plane because <laughs> you know we're gamblers we like to roll where the dice where did you go where did you go <laughs> uh we went to maine and we went to georgia to see our family because nobody yeah. had met him and mm. it was a very tough time he was um about four months old so we got tested before we left and you know did a lot of research and the planes are so clean so we were like as long as we're not touching anyone on the plane we should be fine and um it was great. We rented cars and drove everywhere. We never came into contact with anybody. No one was on the plane. We got on the plane first. We got off the plane last, got tested when we came back, and everything was fine. There you go. Yeah, so it was a great decision. I'm glad we did it. I was definitely nervous the whole time, thinking I was going to kill my baby or something. Mm. But he, I was more, I was just as nervous about how loud he was going to be on the plane, oh even God. though, you know, and, and uh, Nope, he just slept the whole time. Like, Can I tell you, because you've had this disease, I, my, my, well, my, I, first of all, I go into like a postpartum depression mm -hmm. the first year of both my children's lives. I'm just, okay. uh, I am in the upside down that okay. first year. And every time my children get sick, I'm like, it's meningitis. <laughs> it's fucking meningitis. <laughs> And my pediatrician is like, why do you go to meningitis? I'm like, I had a friend who had fucking meningitis. We were in the same place in Kandahar and yeah. she came home with men. It's, it's possible to get meningitis from the Poupon to Kandahar. Yeah, yeah. It's a septic tank in the middle of the space in Afghanistan where they churn the sewage, yeah. basically. And it's the poo is in the air. 
Yes, I, I'm not sure if I got it from there or for that. Remember that Russian, Barrel. Russian <laughs> camp that we went to where they didn't have any air conditioning or anything? We had those like ham sandwiches on, yeah, on yeah, bread yeah. they didn't have. But remember you had to, that was where we had the wag bag where you had to throw it in the fire? Yeah. Yeah. And, you think uh, you got it from that? I think I got it from that because I had to go so close to the fire because I remember mine was full of pee, not poo. You yeah. guys were all bragging that you could do the poo in the bag. <laughs> And I'm not a big she fan did. of the poo. Yeah. And mine was full of pee. And every time I would throw it, it would just fly down the face. <laughs> and I would just have to like run and, grab and get closer and closer. So and for then... those of you who don't know, so in Vietnam, they used to take big drums and put poo and pee from bases and burn poo and pee mm -hmm. in these big drums. Now in the newfangled war times, war zones, we, we performed in war zones together. I actually back it up even more. <laughs> farther than that and what they do is on this particular that was a russian base is that why they that did it was that a way? russian base well no they did it because they didn't have uh they they usually a base would have porta potties and they didn't have a way of emptying them mm. so you because it was a it was, so it was on a fob it was like a very remote fob which is a forward operating base which means there's like 120 people so a kandahar has something like twenty five thousand people and they supply to the fobs and the fobs supply to the patrol bases which have like 10 guys and so, by the way and kandahar uh, not sorry to interrupt you i got so excited they had a, a hot dog stand there <laughs> remember I don't remember yeah. a hot dog stand. Oh, what's a famous I'm sure one? you remember a hot dog. They also had a TGI Fridays, yeah, I think. It, it's like... kind of a club met in the middle of Afghanistan. <laughs> it's probably the best it part of they Afghanistan. Had a huge soccer field. Yeah. Yeah. Those, it was really nice, Kandahar. The, the main bases ha are like small cities. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry. So continue. They, so so what will you do in these? They're called wag bags. It, it stands for waste alleviation something go get it yeah, yeah, and you, yeah get get it. It. so you pee in your poo in a bag and then they you have to walk up to an open flame essentially a burn pit a burn which pit. is what john stewart has been working with the senate and the congress on because so many guys that have worked those burn pits have lethal deadly diseases now because they don't just burn feces in there they burn old guns they burn equipment and so like all of those chemicals have gotten into their lungs and they're dying oh yeah what a great story anyway, so the point is is that we should have another baby yeah! <laughs> so Since i the world's so great yeah, so i always would go to meningitis so just so you know like mm -hmm. even at four months old i just feel like they're so and then my when i had my second baby my first my older boy came home with hand foot and mouth disease oh you'll get that one soon. <laughs> yeah i've heard yeah my cousins <laughs> had that yeah yeah and so my baby was like a newborn and i was like no not hand foot mouth and the, so there's always something to be afraid of but hand foot and mouth is good because they're really lethargic and they all just like chill <laughs> and be quiet for once for once yeah if they're yeah. not crying the whole why time. i'm i'm so that's so funny that you're worried about men and it oh, was yeah. an awful disease i was in the hospital for four days and of course in georgia yeah. i remember it was i it started there but i had had it for almost 10 days i lost all motor function i could barely walk i was slurring all of my words and then I went to the hospital at Cedars. I went to Cedars and I was like, they were like, what are your symptoms? And I was like, I think I have meningitis. Like, and they were like, you don't fucking have meningitis. They like made me wait <laughs> three hours. And what then, did they think you were? I don't like, know. I thought I was like, they were like, you wouldn't be walking. And I'm like, well, just because I'm a woman and we're stronger than you, like doesn't mean that like, I don't know how to muscle through. I've had a headache for 10 days. And I told the finally told the doctor, you know, like she came in and she was like, why do you think you have meningitis? And I was like, I was in Afghanistan. And she was like, what were you doing there? And I was like, 
buying a house, you know, <laughs> like, what do you think I was fucking doing there? I'm like, I just need two more goats and then I can get a house. <laughs> like, what do you, of course uh, I was performing. The sand. Yeah, Remember just, the sand you know, and the they sun? Have 130 degree weather. And I don't know if you've been to that, but it's lovely this time of year, like <laughs> vacation. And so anyway, I told her why. And she took it. And the nurse was like, you performed in it. My son's over there. And I was like, and she's like, he said he saw a comic. And I was like, well, if it was a woman, it was probably me. And literally after I got the, um, the, the back spinal the tap, spinal tap uh, I was waiting for the results and the nurse was like, this is you. <gasps> like showed me a picture of me and her son. Yeah. It was I just crazy, got the chills. Yeah, crazy small world. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That was us. Michelin. Is there a tire I trust more? Absolutely not. I have Michelin tires on my car and I have since I was 16 years old. Let me tell you why. My dad was a mechanic and he knew what I know and Michelin is the best. Safe driving isn't limited to new tires though. Uh, your family should feel safe behind the wheel driving on tires with 35,000 miles of wear just as they do on new tires. Discover the new Michelin Cross Climate 2 tires designed to keep families safer for longer than leading competitors. The Michelin Cross Climate 2 tires break up to 56 feet shorter than leading competitors on wet roads and 16 feet shorter on dry roads even when worn. Uh, the Michelin Cross Climate 2 tires provide up to one year of additional tread life compared to four leading competitive tires. And when you buy them now, you can enjoy a warranty that gives you 60,000 miles of peace of mind. New Michelin Cross Climate 2 tires. Buy them now. Thank them later. Discover more at michelinman.com. Sattva Mattress Company. You've heard me talk about Sattva Mattress Company for years. I sleep on a Solaire mattress. I love it because it has two separate compartments. My husband and I can do as we please. He goes up, I go down. We do vibration bed. We do everything. It's fantastic. I have slept on Lumen Leaf. I have had the luxury firm king size mattress. We started with Sattva because we wanted a larger premium bed for a really a less expensive price. And Sattva has all that. Their customer service is unreal. I know you're thinking, but I'm afraid to buy um, a mattress online. Well, they give you a 90-day in-home trial. If you don't like it, you can send it right back. And right now, Sattva has this offer. If you go to sattva.com slash the shit, because their beds are the shit, they will give you $225 off the purchase of your next mattress. What? Sattva.com slash the shit sattva.com slash the shit to get 225 dollars off your next mattress aren't they just the best thank you sattva you know i like to smoke weed but i don't like to get weird and feel super uh high <laughs> which is why i love cushy dreams cushy dreams offers a full lineup of premium smokable cbd they specialize in extraordinary CBD-rich hemp flower, a.k.a. bud, and pre-roll CBD joints. They look like joints. They smell like joints. But they just give you the CBD. There's under, uh, they just have 0.3% of THC. It's cannabis that ships directly to you, and it's legal in all 50 states. Join the men and women who are sick of vapes and gummies and want to smoke their CBD. It's 100% hand-trimmed never machine trimmed. Um, they take the artisan approach. Every run is a small batch, which is fantastic. You really do taste the quality. So go to cushydreams.com, 
K-U-S-H-Y, get some high-quality CBD bud. At checkout, use promo code WMMA for 20% off your next order. Smoke your CBD. Man, I got to tell you that um, I just, a total sidebar, but this is before you and I had children. Mm-hmm. I, oh, yeah. I had just Tom, gotten married, I think. Yeah, you guys had just, Tom picked us up from the airport. And you were like, <laughs> we were in the shit. We were in the shit, Tom. We were in the shit. Tom, we were in the middle of the shit, you know? And like, you guys were still living in Redondo, I think. And like, yeah, uh, yeah, you guys. But, but that was like before we were, you know, I wouldn't go do a war zone now. No, no, no. Um, but I just remember, oh God, I'm going to cry even talking about it, that there, we visited a hospital one time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, why am I it's talking okay. about this? I'm going to okay. cry. And there was this little boy. I mean, they're boys. They're mm-hmm. like 18. Mm-hmm. And this boy, I remember, he, you know, they, they, try, they, they make us go into these hospitals to cheer people up. But there are some people that are just so fucked up and sad and have, have stepped on shrap, shrapnel, had shrapnel or stepped on IEDs mm-hmm. and shrapnel in their face. And this one boy had just his half of his face had been covered in shrapnel from stepping on an IED like his squad did. And he was like, go away. Like, I remember he was so mm. just like, go away. And I just sat there with him. I ignored his wishes, clearly. <laughs> and, um, you know, and I just looked at him and now as having two boys, like to mm-hmm. imagine you're an 18 year old mm-hmm. boy fighting a war it's just like it is unfucking fathomable that they send teenagers to go do it this is, shit to go do a man's job and like and uh, and they're like gung ho and ready and like most of those guys in the hospital were didn't want to be there because they wanted to be with their squad because right, I mean, they felt like how, they were yeah that wow, and so that's horrible. why it's also so important a um, you know Bob Hope would would always do those tours and visit mm-hmm. them in the hospital and he would offer to call their mom because they always wow. said that was the hardest part like not losing a leg or an arm was like having to call their mom and tell them like this is what happened to me mm. like your worst fears have like come true basically so bob hope would do it for them and it was like <sighs> this really nice thing and so That's i nice. just remember like sitting with the guys and like you have to ask them what happened because the the more they tell the story the easier it gets and it's like very hard to listen to and and it's also a good reminder that like there are a lot of you know a lot of times PTSD is not even from a wound. It's from not being in any action. That's why it's so mm. important to like not call these guys heroes because some some people have never fired a weapon and everybody calls them a hero and it fucks them up because, they're because like, they don't feel do like anything. one. Right. They feel it like it depresses them and it makes them upset. And like, mm. but we really, we got to see so many incredible things. I'm so glad that you came out there and did that. I know you'll never do it again, but... It was like one of the most incredible experiences. We were in Afghanistan two months after they killed bin Laden. Like that's how crazy of it. We were in 2011. So and now I would never do that. Like <laughs> I got two kids, man. Like I won't even go to parts of LA because I'm too afraid. Oh, I don't blame you for that. <laughs> Let yes, alone. I know. I was in Iraq in 2005, right when we kidnapped, when we caught Saddam. And then I was in Afghanistan in 2011. You are so good with the troops. You actually very turned lucky. me on to doing all this stuff because yeah. you've been very active with uh, military mm-hmm. stuff for years. Forever, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's because I came from a small town that had recruiters in the lunchroom and like... Uh, and I just, it was like one of those options that kids always felt like they had to do. And so I know. Not my boys. How do we, how do we, how do we brainwash the kids, the boys not to We just got to tell them it. to get into Space Force. Space Force is the new Coast Guard. 
<laughs> like so if you, you want to be in the military, join Space Force. Okay. Like you're really, yes, you can have a gun. Sure. So you shoot all those rocks in the space. Go for it. <laughs> have a good time. You're protecting us from asteroids. Oh, yes. God. Very important. I know. So man. that's a, that's what you say when yeah. your kids say, "I want to be a marine." You go, "You know what? What's even harder? <laughs> space Force." <laughs> Yeah, way scarier, way bigger, yeah. way bigger. You know. Well, it's because they make those commercials look like it's a uh, an extreme sports camp. Remember oh, those? They look, make them look like superheroes. Yeah, like they're going fun. to superhero school. It yeah. is not. They should show them a real video of us no. throwing our wag bags. In the... I always say Marines are kind of like the Hulk. If you're going to compare them to a superhero, they're like the Hulk. They're big and strong, yeah. but they always wake up the next day and their clothes are ripped and they're like, what happened? <laughs> and you're like, you got fucked up last night and beat up a bunch of people that didn't deserve it. <laughs> and that was just at a bar. It was not in the military. It was not in the war zone. Right. Just that was the, just at... The PX or whatever yeah. the fuck. Call it. Yeah, that was just at Rock and Riley's down the road. <laughs> Rock and Riley's. All right. It is time to do my favorite. This is the Michelin sponsored segment. Today's Driving with Kids segment is brought to you by our sponsor, Michelin, and the new Michelin Cross Climate 2. Learn more at MichelinMan.com. Oh, yay. We have voicemails. Let's take a voicemail. Oh, you, you got to put your cans on. You want oh, you sure. to hear these stories. So these are stories submitted by listeners. Nightmare stories or just stories in general about driving with your children. You can submit your own. Uh, you scroll down the dime so I can see. You can uh, leave me a voicemail, 213-375-5184 or where my mom's at at gmail.com. All right, let's do the first voicemail. These are so much fun. You're going to dig it. Hi, Dean. Love the show. Uh, this is Margo from Detroit, and I was calling to tell you about a bomb car fail. Um, from the other day. So I have a two-year-old little girl, and we're driving home in heavy traffic. So I live in Metro Detroit, traffic everywhere. And she starts yelling, Mommy, caca, which is what we call poop. So I'm like, well, what's wrong, baby? What caca? And she reaches out her hand that is covered in brown stuff, and it looks like caca. So immediately I start freaking out, being like, well, I'm in traffic. You probably have shit on your hand. What do I do? So I said, please don't touch anything. Show mommy the caca to make her hold her hands up. And then when I was able to, I discovered um, it was chocolate. <laughs> so no problems there. Thank but it wasn't like caca, so good for her. All right. Love you, Jean. Love you. Oh, oh my God. God. I thought you were going to say, and then she held out her hand, then she licked it. And that's how I found that it was chocolate. Oh, thank God. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're like, no, no, no. Don't put it in your mouth for sure. Oh, God. Can well, you... I was wondering how would she get, I guess she could. they could get their hands into their diaper, but in a car seat, that's kind of because they're really strapped in. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't put my kid in the car seat. You do? <laughs> oh, I let him be free to be who he wants. He hasn't chosen his gender. He doesn't wear a car seat. We're no, 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 I'm we're not unparenting. To hold him down. Um, How dare you? <laughs> dare you? Uh, strict as. What movement. do you call when your kids go pee pee poo poo? Well, that's what I oh no! I uh, yeah, say? I go I go pee pee, and I, I got to take a dump. <laughs> that's what you say. I I let them say dump because it's not a bad word. It's no? crass. You, mm -hmm. But you can't get in trouble in preschool for saying, I have to take a dump. Right. right. That's what do good. you do? Well, I haven't, like, now I just go, Did you go beep, beep, boop, 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 beep, 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 boop. And he just laughs. 
you know so i don't know he doesn't know what he's doing at all like he still pees when we're changing the diaper oh that's and fun. he pees in the tub every time you oh know? Yeah. yeah that keeps going don't worry four or five <laughs> it, you're in for a world yeah. of boy town and for somebody who's not into brown like i am this is going to be a fun Definitely. ride definitely not a fan you should have a second boy and then ugh, oh no all brown i don't want to no farts no i'm already fart. outnumbered even my dog is a boy like oh. i'm like oh it's just a house full of uh, okay here we go um hi jeans i remember being around four years old asking my mom what the middle figure stood for she oh oh the middle finger oh stood for she sweetly responded that it meant calling someone a jerk Shortly after, someone cut her off while driving, so she called them a jerk. I then promptly took it upon myself to use my newly learned hand gesture to back my mom up. <laughs> I got your back, mom. I'm going to teach my kids this one. Oh, yeah. I like this. I think she was laughing so hard that she let it slide, and now we enjoy retelling the story years later. Love you, mommy. Hi, Tai Gina. That's a really good story. My friend uh, Camille. Do you know my friend Camille? Yes, I love Camille, Camille from How's she? Augusta, Georgia. Is she She's in Georgia? Great. They just moved back. Hi. Uh, her daughter Vivian. Aww. You know who Vivian has the craziest Southern accent, even though she was born and raised in LA <laughs> and now lives in Georgia. But one time, uh, she. <laughs> like Camille was driving and Camille honked at a car and uh, or Camille yelled at a car and Vivian goes get my honk mama get my honk <laughs> and I was like what like, she's so country she was at our house one time and I see her like running through the den with mm -hmm. another little girl and I was like what are you doing and she goes oh um we were just looking for a bed to jump on <laughs> I go, oh. well I'm not your mother there's one in the air and there's one in that room <laughs> You're a great auntie. That's what aunties are for. Very good auntie. Yeah. So my, the other day, my kid was like, uh, you maniac, you maniac. I go, you can't really. That's a mean one. So I taught him how to insult people like in a mm -hmm. in a in a innocuous sort of way. Like <laughs> you lamb chop, you horseradish oh, face. Uh -huh. Yeah. Like to kind of mm -hmm. soften the blow. Because in our house, we, you know, two comedians. It's yes, going to be. I know. Uh, yeah. I, I'm teaching Ellis to, you know, the letters now. Mm -hmm. F-A-R-T. <laughs> I figure you do stuff they're interested in. Sure. And he'll learn faster. I wonder why he's interested in that word. No idea I whatsoever. no idea. <laughs> When I was about four or five, I remember not wanting to wear my seatbelt one day. We were leaving a store and I was in the third row of our minivan. My dad was driving and resolved the problem in a classic dad manner. He punched the gas and then hit the mm -hmm. brakes. Yep. I remember tumbling over the second row onto my brothers. Needless to say, I am now a seatbelt Nazi and won't back out of the driveway unless everyone has their seatbelts on. Keep those seatbelts high and tight, Eric. That's a good point. Yeah, seatbelts high and tight. You should yeah. have a shirt that has that. <laughs> seatbelt high, high and tight. tight. Yeah, my dad, my, my, we didn't have to wear seatbelts in my dad's El Camino when we were little. Near to die. And we used to be able to sit on the A-track because... Uh, cassette holder as like a, a booster seat mm -hmm. so that when we flew through the windshield we were going through the very center part basically <laughs> and i remember one time my dad got pulled over and uh he made me get into the passenger seat put on my seatbelt, and hold his beer because he was holding <laughs> a beer man if that isn't like was that 80s yes for sure yeah, yeah. i remember dude my dad we used to drive down to riverside to hang out with mm -hmm. um, my uncle and my aunt and my cousins Dude, my dad would drink with the Hungarians down there. They would get ripped, bruh. <laughs> like, housed, ripped. Uh -huh. And he's like, okay, time to go home. Get in the car. 
and drive home from Riverside, which is like 90 minutes at least. Mm-hmm. Fine. It was like the late 80s. And then when I turned 15, I remember he tried doing it. And I was like, um, I think this is against the law. Dad, are you an alcoholic? And my stepmom was like, he's not alcoholic. He wakes up for work every day. I'm like, okay, he's I'm the fun- asshole. Yeah functioning alcohol learn okay. that word yeah we oh. also went to the we always went to the beer store with my dad because they would give us <laughs> gum so we would get in the truck and we were allowed to take our seatbelt off in the drive-thru because it was a drive-thru uh, beer oh. store because in our county it was a dry county so you had to have beer on one side liquor on the other and you Why couldn't buy it on that? sundays yeah you still can't still can't but what's the utility so so beer is on church is on sundays oh but but i'm sorry but beer is on one side and wine is on the other is that just to no, make it... liquors on the other oh, 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 oh. two separate addresses they weren't allowed to sell in the same store just to make it more difficult on the retailers like was it just I to guess, make so their that life people hard? couldn't buy like too much i don't get even... too ripped i don't know sure okay go ahead so sorry you anyway did the that's when we could take our seatbelt off was in the drive-thru so that we could scooch up so that they made make sure the guy saw us you know you didn't want him to forget to give us our gum and it was the good gum it was the pal gum the pal gum <laughs> yeah that was really sweet that was sweeter than the hubba bubba to me to you that's not i, I, it I lasts wouldn't... about five seconds <laughs> and then it goes it turns into leather right yeah i remember yeah. that and you're like oh cool i'm gonna make a belt out of this later yeah, yeah, yeah. so gross all right let's do one more uh hi mommy i'm not a parent myself but i have a story from my own childhood one saturday when i was probably four or five we had a day of outings with my aunt and she wanted to stop at the car wash before we went back to her house the car wash was directly across the street from her house about five minutes before we get to the car wash i tell my aunt that i have to go poop she tells me You can hold it while I wash the car (laughs) and then we'll go home. Turns out I, a five-year-old, could not hold it for 15 minutes while she washed her car. I uncontrollably let loose of a giant clay textured brown. My brand new Dora the Explorer underwear, pants, and car seat cover were soiled. Then I was forced to sit in my own excrement until (gasps) she had rinsed the car and took me back to her house. I give her shit today for neglecting me. Love the show. Emily, 23 Kansas. Yeah, it sounds like your auntie had severe emotional problems. (laughs) (laughs) Good thing she wasn't your mom. What kind of a woman washes their own car? That's Uh, my biggest. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I'm not. That's not. That sucks. Oh, my God. That's sorry. I know. Well, anyway, thanks to Michelin for sponsoring that segment. Now, also, you are a huge fan of Halloween decorations. I'm not a huge. Yes. Decorations. Not a fan of Halloween. My favorite day is November 1st because Halloween is over and candy is half price. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I thought it was like All Saints Day or something. No, 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 no. I love candy. Okay. So I like giving it away, which we're not allowed to do this year, which I'm still going to do throw it at everybody in our neighborhood (laughs) i don't care (laughs) because we always got like 250 trick-or-treaters in our neighborhood because i live in little mayberry el segundo and we have you know people drive in you know that's what i hear it's a hot spot now what's your favorite halloween candy are you a candy corn enthusiast are you i do like candy corn yeah uh but i like the chewy sweet tarts those are my favorite those are good the big the big ones the silver dollar size oh no the tiny ones the little beads the ones that look like peas Hold on. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I probably yeah. have some in my purse. <laughs> Those are really good. I like sweet. I like uh, sour anything. So that's oh, yeah. very sour, exciting. Sour candies are, yes, sour now, candies are my favorite. As far as I'm Look. concerned, trick or, yeah. <laughs> right next to your ranch. Um, as far as I'm concerned, it, it, the hierarchy of Halloween candy goes as follows. Okay. Let's talk about the worst shit to give kids. Pennies. 
peppermint. I don't like when people give peppermints because then agree. it gets too close to the chocolate and then I can taste the peppermint in the chocolate and you can go F off. F off. Because it's like eating toothpaste in chocolate. Why yeah, would I eat toothpaste? I don't like that. That's so funny. I That's hate what it. Said. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, F yourself on any kind of a healthy option. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, and people... No wonder people put razor blades in apples. <laughs> they're like, if you're the kind of kid that likes apples, you should die. Totally. And I'm like, you're right. Nerd. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Nerd. Raisins. Remember getting Nerds like, are good, though. Nerds are good. <laughs> a pack of raisins. Go fuck yourself, oh, too. Gross. Douchebag. Yes. Or like fig newtons. Like, remember when that asshole would give you fig newtons? Did you? Like, I remember one time, because when we trick-or-treated when I was growing up, we had to get in the car, because we lived so far away from everybody. <laughs> I didn't realize that was weird until I moved to LA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, we had to get in the car and just drive from house to house to house to house, oh. like all over the town because everybody lived way too far, you know, like, you know, Good half space. a mile away. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so we went, we drove to this house one time and I go to the door and the lady's like in her bathroom. Like, I didn't realize now she was probably so drunk at like four <laughs> o'clock, you know, it was, the light was still out. And she was like, uh, hold on a second. And she came back and she gave us one of those mini cereals and bags of like microwave popcorn. We're like, she just went into the pantry and then she closed the door, turned off the light. Like nobody else. No one else. From, here's some macaroni and cheese. Yeah, I'm trying to watch Dallas and get fucked up. <laughs> I need these kids ruining it. Totally. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But here's my hierarchy of okay. candies. Okay. hundred grand. Oh, very good very special and and actually mm. particular to halloween i find i don't really see those in the world you don't see the mini ones for sure not the minis yeah okay i'm gonna go number four kit kat okay okay number three i will take a milky way okay they're all chocolate so far twix mm-hmm. and number one is a reese cup oh yeah okay see i would go butterfinger oh yeah sorry fuck i forgot that <laughs> Too late. You already said Damn. it. Damn. Doesn't count. Yeah, I like Butterfinger, Heath Bar, and then I would go Nerd. Like I love I those like little nerds. tiny Nerds packs. The yeah. sweet. Uh, oh no, that wouldn't be sad. Dude, you I, remember now and later's how they would rip out oh. your fillings and your? It was so gnarly to eat those. I don't even think they make. Now that they'll shit just rip anymore. out your whole tooth because like our <laughs> teeth are so fragile and old. Uh, <laughs> Uh, fun dips. I like the oh, fun dips. Fun. The Didn't single we... fun dips. Because oh, a big fun dip, you had to we... use one thing for the all three. That was gnarly. The single ones, you got a whole dipstick for just one thing. So then you could have many, many more dipsticks. Oh, wow. The dipstick was the best part to me because it was the sugariest. Yeah, I, I liked the idea of the dipstick. However, it always disappointed. The flavor of it disappointed. It was chalky. Really? It, I did not no. appreciate the flavor. All right, well. I, I wish they would have flavored it differently. <laughs> That's where we're different. <laughs> your invention should be a different flavored dipstick. Now, hold on. Is that your number one? The fun dip? Which the is, fun that's a really dip exciting idea. would be number idea. two, and then the sweet tarts will be number one. Sweet tarts. Are, I like sweet tarts. You know what's another go fuck yourself candy? <laughs> Tootsie Rolls. Oh, yeah, Fuck you know, you. and especially like the vanilla or like oh, the, yeah, the lime. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, I know. Like, yeah, when people give you yellow Starburst, you're like, did I do something wrong? <laughs> <laughs> did I? <laughs> or orange? Isn't orange the worst candy flavor? Did you? So, did you? Ugh. Orange is the worst. Yeah. We used to. Um, we Pink's used to, the best. Pink Starburst. Is the light pink, yeah, and then yeah. the red, yeah, for yeah. sure. Obvi. They started making bags with just those colors, yeah, with the red and pink, finally. which is so smart because that nobody wants your knock, you know, your. That isn't that kind hand. of privileging the pink and the red. Don't all Starburst matter? 
Well, as women, I think the pink and the red, you know. <laughs> That's ours. Okay. It's ours. Go ahead. Um, I was just going to say that, like, we used to take Al Madrigals. You know, yes. kids are my god kids. So we used to take them trick-or-treating in their, like, fancy neighborhood. And then we would send them. We would, when they were little, we would tell them, give them things to say when they got to the door. <laughs> That's great. That's like a good a, idea. I really like your dryscaping. <laughs> 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 or uh, you, this house is almost as big as our old one. <laughs> Stuff like that. You can't even tell someone once murdered here 20 years ago. <laughs> like, just super fucked up shit. That is they a, were so little, they didn't know. That is a great mom tip, you guys. Mm-hmm. Well, we can't trick or treat this year, but right. maybe next year. That's a great idea. Remember to, to tell your kids to say things instead of <sighs> trick or treat. That's so boring. Yeah, boring. Have them, have them say something like, else. Really fucked up. Oh, yeah. I like that. That's mm-hmm. good. So, um, have you decorated? I have decorated. Uh, I always... Where do you go? Where do you get your jams? Mostly Target, and then I get some yeah. stuff off of Amazon, um, and I usually go shop. It's always fun to open decorations, because I've gone... Sh- I go shopping the day after Halloween and get smart. decorations for the next year. Oh, that's so, so smart. So, when I open them up, I'm like, oh, I didn't even know these. I forgot all about them. You yeah. Know? So, I have like a skeleton, so he's like trying to get into my bush Ooh, wow. and in the front yard, and then there's uh, lights. Excuse you. Sorry. There's lights all in the bushes. This year, I have a witch, like one of those witches that's holding on to the tree so it looks like she crashed into the tree i like that but the big thing i did this year last year was i bought cool light bulbs mm. that are like i have one that's like a spinny globe thing mm. and so and then i bought just like black um lamp bases and so i i put cool colored light bulbs and all these lamps and then like spinning globes so it's exciting it's it just like has like a lot of light around the house so it doesn't i don't really like scary stuff i don't do I any agree. like bloody stuff i don't, I don't like that especially with the little kids around it's yeah. like do i want to traumatize them or do i just want them to enjoy a holiday you know yeah what i like when i'm on the road mm-hmm. uh, we don't have i don't think we do we have them here in california is a hobby lobby I love a Hobby Lobby. Fuck, I love a Hobby Lobby. There used to be Lobby. one in Burbank, but yeah, Hobby Lobby's great. Because it's kind of like Home Goods, you know, like Yeah, I like Home Marshall. Goods, too. Yeah, I love getting God, stuff from there. I get excited from Hobby Lobby. Yeah. So when I go on the road, I will, yeah, I'll buy like all my Christmas stuff, Halloween stuff, Thanksgiving stuff, and load up my carry-on mm-hmm. bag, essentially. Oh, nice. That. Yeah, like any time of year, summer year, summer oh, fun. Yeah. So I asked you guys to send in some decorations. Let me see what y'all are doing. Did I say it right? Y'all. Oh. Now that is do, really nice. Do your best Southern Belle. I want to hear you describe what you're seeing here, Okay, Sarah. well, that definitely looks um, very put together, gothic. I like that. Definitely yeah. someone that's going to hell, but in a nice dress. <laughs> 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 I like the motif. That's really beautiful. Now, what I enjoy uh-huh. is the mixing of liquor bottles. So it's or is that potion bottle? Looks or? more like like a little bit of potion. I like you know? that. It's a mature Halloween. Very nice. I like that. This is like a mature Halloween. Yeah, these are all very mature decorations. Yes. Like people have money. Yeah, thrown at my face. <laughs> oh, I like that. I like That's that Disney. green cauldron. Have you ever been to Disneyland on uh, Halloween? Uh, yeah. What do you think? I was goth for like. <laughs> 15 years what do you think that's what we do bro oh I, of course i know I'm just, i was just saying like um they don't they do that the the pumpkins with the mickey mouse face anyway of course they do okay let's see the skeleton this one's a really nice one sent in by my listeners there you go oh my gosh that's not appropriate 
I don't want to get candy out of that bowl. I don't want to get anything out of that bowl. <laughs> that might be my least favorite candy, actually, that one. I, if I have to pick a new one, it's going to be this one that Can leaves I... a bad taste in my mouth, <laughs> as usual. As per usual. You know what I really like about this one is that it reminds me of 10th grade ceramics. And like I'm kicking myself that I didn't make this instead of just an ashtray. <laughs> You know, like you could have gotten away with this. This looks like an ashtray that already has a cigar in it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, that, I like this one a lot. Is that a piece of candy? Is that like a jelly candy? I imagine, yeah. And they just, I don't think it came this way. Is, what, is that what you're asking <laughs> yes. me? Oh, I thought it was like all made at once. <laughs> Christina, I think you have the emails that correspond. To oh, do I? I don't know if this was made. Um, and they make this at Michael's Arts and Crafts, just like that with a big dick. <laughs> Huh, I'm looking for a candy dish with a boner. <laughs> oh, here, love, yeah. I was, yeah. Do y'all yeah. have? Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, where's, oh, where's this? Okay, here it goes. Hi, Mommy Christina. We love Halloween here, and we always decorate the yard with inflatables and spooky ghosts. We have stuff inside as well. This is my favorite candy dish that my teenage daughters decided to add a special touch to. That's what happened. Teenage there. daughters. <laughs> oh, look Kelly. out. There you go. Wow. There you go. They're imaginative. Yep. And the mommy knows what that is, right? (laughs) She does. This is very good. All right. What's the other third? We have a third one, I believe. Let's see. This is... This is from Drew. My girlfriend is not a mom. We have no children. We have two dogs, but they're not really aware of holidays to my knowledge. Yeah, probably. This is really good. I like this. The decorating around our house is apparently just for our own benefit, and it's frankly getting out of control. For example, all of our chairs are taken up by life-size skeletons dressed as flappers. (laughs) That looks like Uh, Thanksgiving at Larry King's house. (laughs) I love it. Oh, look at this. I love Halloween, but I'm considering staging an intervention. I have nowhere to sit and eat meals. This is, I mean, this is dedication to the cause, right? When you have like life-size skeletons sitting in your furniture, this is brilliant. Yeah, that's that's really good. I like I, I like it. the way they're dressed too. Yeah. Especially that one has one of those thin cigarettes. Yeah, I like those. Those Phil- little Phyllis flappers. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does. Yeah, is, is that Phyllis Diller? Uh- <laughs> I don't know. I I wanted to ask you this before we go. Did you have a crush on a cartoon character growing up? (laughs) Because we've discovered that all of us degenerates that work here and and my audience, my first crush, I was four years old and it was on Mighty Mouse. Interesting. And to this day, when I see that little rat (laughs) and his yellow outfit and his red cape. No, I just, um, yeah, I had a crush on Mighty Mouse. And then... um, Mine would probably have been something nerdy like Captain Planet. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I think someone else said that. Google no way. Captain, Captain Planet. Planet. Yeah, someone wrote I in. I loved Captain Planet. Yeah, this guy. This is yeah. last one. But look at his gear now, dude. <laughs> like, look what he's wearing. He's wearing like the Katy Perry crop top. <laughs> yeah. He's dressed like the gayest, right? Yeah. Maybe I, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking back. It's probably yeah. not the best choice I've ever made. <laughs> But I can see it. He's got chiseled features. He's got a sweet mullet. Earth, fire, wind, water, heart. Heart oh. was my favorite. Oh, boy. Heart. That's really lame. <laughs> Whatever. Um, you knew it. You I knew didn't it. like this. I didn't watch this. I'm a little bit older than you, so I didn't. So I, I asked you guys to submit yours. This one's favorite. This is from, J- this one's my favorite. Jesse here. One of my first cartoon crushes was, still is, Gaston from Beauty oh. and the Beast. So much so that I got him tattooed on me. (gasps) 
Wow. Oh, Looking in a mirror. Oh, 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 shit. That looks like a few comics at the comedy store. I was going to say. Looking I, in the mirror. This is amazing. This is really dedication, uh, Jesse. See my thing, my theory, like we people have crushes on anime. You know what's funny is I just started watching this show, Beauty and the Beast, this movie with my older boy. And I'm, I, you know, I rewatch all these movies now. Uh, Beauty and the Beast is way fucked up. Here's the deal, man. Oh. First of all, he the Beast kidnaps <laughs> yes the dad, kidnaps straight gangster kidnaps and then is and then she comes the the daughter to rescue, and she's like I'll take his place my dad's place and the Beast is like all right but you gotta stay forever and she's like okay so it's already an abusive relationship right. mm -hmm. like isn't that number one of an abusive boyfriend is that they prevent you from seeing your friends and your family and they want to control you you know when i live with r kelly i didn't feel like that <laughs> i felt like i could leave whenever i wanted to i just didn't want to leave right but in Belle's case, she's not allowed to leave. So that's like number one of an abusive uh -huh. relationship. They isolate you from your friends and your family and your daily life. And then at one point, oh, she wants to look around his castle mm -hmm. and she fucking lives there. So why can't she? She stumbles into the wing that's forbidden and he rages at her like, get the fuck out of here, you stupid <laughs> bitch. And she's like, what? And then it's not until she rages back at him. And is like, don't you tell me what to do. And then he's like, oh, shit. All right. And then he's like nicer to her. But it, I think it sends a very messed yeah. up message to girls. Like, you can change him. You just yeah. got to hang in there. He'll get nicer. If you're just nice enough to him, he'll be nice to you. It's like, oh, I don't. Oh, that's no. when I'm not really. I believe Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs is feminist uh, because she uses her feminine wiles of cooking and cleaning. <laughs> to get a place to stay with these seven dwarfs. Mm -hmm. She, you know what I mean? So she she actually earns her keep. Okay. And she wants to get rescued for a, by a prince. She says on the very top of the movie, I'm looking for a love. Is there Set anything your wrong? Yeah. Whatever. Whatever Anyways, your goals are. I think, I don't like I think when it comes to cartoons, yeah. I think it. my theory might be holding up that what all women genuinely want deep down is just to be picked up. <laughs> physically? Like, like physically lifted yeah, up. Like we like right. to feel light and tiny that's and like so lift true. me up that's why we love dirty dancing i know but like even mighty mouse he can I, pick you up i know you know wow. captain planet he can pick me up and i think it's just like so true. make me feel so little and small and like fragile you know because <laughs> i feel like especially women like us who are, we have to be the alpha all the time yeah, yeah. like sometimes you just want to come home i want to be the beta pick me up yes act like you know i i am supposed to do your bidding or whatever like, I don't know. Sometimes you just like you just want to be the beta and like being lifted up. Always. By a big, I, strong man feels cool. Always. I mean, I have to say, like, I'm, I'm an alpha in the streets and a beta in the sheets, homie. Like <laughs> yeah. when I get home. Absolutely. I switch th this off and I am mm -hmm. like, I bake cookies. I'm baking pies. I'm decorating the house. I'm a wifey and yeah. I enjoy that role. There's yeah. nothing wrong with being a good no. wifey and loving uh, the feminine stuff. No, there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. I yeah. think it's I think it's super healthy. I'm the same way. Yeah. And especially having children, too. Like I I really feel bad for stay at home moms, even though we're all currently stay at home moms. <laughs> yes. But like this shitting on women who choose to be home with their kids. It's like, dude, that's a really, it's so fucking hard. First of all, it's really, really hard to yeah. stay home and just dedicate all your time to your children. Mm -hmm. But the, those who do, I'm like, like you guys are heroes. The women that can do that are just, 
You know what? This process of being quarantined with my son, who's a newborn, like it's made me realize something like it's made me to my core realize why the bachelor works. Yeah. Because I was always like, why are all these women so obsessed with him? But if you are trapped in a house (laughs) with a man and all you're thinking about is him. Right. There's nothing else to think about. There's no outside. You can't go anywhere else. You can only think about him all day. Of course, you're going to fall in love with him. I don't know if I would have fallen in love with my son had it not been for COVID. (laughs) No, you don't. I'm just kidding. But I I think Uh, what my point is that like stay at home moms, it's like insanely difficult. It is. It's been a very tough ride. And so I'm very impressed whenever women say they do it. I'm like, good for you. Yeah, it's given me a deep appreciation. Mm-hmm. But I think also some women, like our nanny that helps, <laughs> like yeah. she's just wired for the torture of two mm-hmm. boys. Like she never breaks. I've never seen the bitch be like, all right, enough. <laughs> like <laughs> I do it. Yeah. I'm not, I am like, I can... okay, everybody shut up. <laughs> like I literally have said that sentence in the house. Yeah. Stop asking me for shit. Yeah, right. Because I'm like, I can't take it because literally – Mommy, 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 mommy. And they'll both start going off. Mommy, mommy. (laughs) (laughs) Mommy, where's the mom? Can I have water? Uh, Mommy, can I have lemonade? Mom, can I have my vitamin? Mom, 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 mom. And I'm like, can you just, I'm going to change my name to dad because nobody ever asked dad (laughs) for shit. But that's enough where it makes me crazy. And I'm like, some, I guess it's people that become caregivers for children are just Mm -hmm. wired to not like let it make them completely insane i don't know but then i also had guilt when i first brought in a nanny you just said you got you just started I with just yours started any nanny guilt i mean oh I, yeah yeah. yeah yeah i mean anytime well first i had to just get over the fact that she was going to kidnap my son when oh I my god there. i had that too i, was like, I still do sometimes him. she just i was like i got a picture of her driver's license uh-huh, i'm not going to be gone thing. more than an hour just in case i need to set up a perimeter right and um uh, but she's like tiny and slow. Like I could outrun her. <laughs> no, I actually had an instance where my nanny, this is the very beginning, took my baby, my infant out to like show him to a neighbor and the front. And she asked me if she could. And I was like, yeah, totes. And in my heart, I was like, she's going to steal him. <laughs> yeah. Someone's going to steal my baby. <laughs> and I ran out and I was like, hey, I'm just checking on you. Yeah. What are you doing? Right. Because I was so nervous. I yeah. mean, I have acted out many times. I've been like texting. Are you guys coming back yet? Uh-huh. Were you at the park? You back? I did it today. Yeah. I'm like, I miss Julian. Are you guys coming back? Mm-hmm. No, I know. It's psychological oh, because it's like you're psycho. like, we also, there's so many movies and documentaries and like documented TV shows that come on all the time of like kids being, you know, Dude. like Amber Alerts. And you're just like, it's not, I think it's healthy to have, you again, be skeptical constantly of just being like, you know, just checking in. I also just want you to know I'm going to be checking in. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? And, uh, and our nanny, she like, she's very sweet. I was like, but you're going to have to nanny me for like the first month because <laughs> I have not been away from him. And like, he's totally fine. Like, he's just like, cool. You're wearing a necklace. I love necklaces. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm in love with you now. Like, he's just. It's like, an easy temperament. That's a, good. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. very chill. But like, I'm like, she's like, that's fine. Like, we'll just take it slow, whatever you want. You know, so she's very good. So, but it was, there was a lot of guilt of just like letting someone else raise him or be in his life or bringing in someone and or just going back to work and like feeling like letting myself know that it's okay I can go back to work and it's okay and healthy and like I just need balance in my brain that way and then also like thinking of someone rocking him to sleep oh that one makes me crazy you know that's like 
I, you know, if I, I know I'm going to have to work late and I'm not going to be home to do that, you know, so like over the weekend before she started, I'm just like crying every time I'm putting him to sleep because I'm thinking of someone else doing it. And it's mm. like, it's, it's hard. Yeah. Especially when I've had him all to myself way longer than I anticipated. I, I thought I was going to go back to work after like 12 weeks. Right. And then this whole and then the this world whole ended. And I can't imagine having had to go back to work after 12. I mean, well, I mean, not when breastfeeding and pumping and like I had all these freckles. Oh. I didn't realize you got so many freckles when you breastfeed. Oh, yeah. I think those are called. Um, wait, what? What's the one on my boobs? Even deer get them because when deer have spots, that means they're breastfeeding. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's- oh, I have skin tags. Those oh. are sexy too. That's from pregnancy <laughs> and all that stuff. Freckles when you breastfeed. Oh yeah, your hormone. It's all hormonal. It's, all it's hormonal. so nutty. Yeah. So they've started going down, but they were like 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 br- dark brown when I first started. Wow, it's yeah. wild. Man. Less and less. Yeah. Well, the thing you remember too is like you've put in the good time with him. And could you imagine that women? By the way, going back to that topic of twelve weeks postpartum. <laughs> It's it's cruel, first of all, that they're like, oh, you go back to the doctor and he okays you or she okays you for sex. It's like, no, nah. <laughs> first of all, that's like the last, that's like the big appointment, right? Yeah. And I'm like, can, can we forget about that for now? Mm-hmm. Your body is so broken at 12 weeks. I can't even imagine having to get up and go and like work, 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 work even real. Just physically, because I oh. had to have a C-section because my oh. baby was so big. Yeah. They wouldn't let me, and at my age, they didn't want me to to give birth to him naturally. And I don't know if I would have been able to because his head was like in the 99th percentile. And uh, that's okay. So like now they don't have to film the attic scene in Jojo Rabbit 2 in my <laughs> vagina. So it's fine. But like, uh, but it was hard for me to like not go into labor, like mentally having to just even deal with that. It took mm. me months to get over that. That you didn't go, you mean you didn't, that I didn't feel contractions have, Yeah, and that all I that. didn't have him naturally. It was oh. a very difficult thing. It was a difficult decision that I had to make like a month before he was born. And and when you have an incision and, and like it's incredibly painful, like you get gas in like weird parts of your body because when mm. they slow you back up, you have air left. And so I'd have like this air pocket in my shoulder that would be like so painful. And it's just like got to work its way out of your body because when they close you up, they obviously close up air in there. That's wild. I did not know that. It's like, it's so awful. And then like, and then it's so hard because now you have to get up like five times a night, but getting out of bed is the hardest thing because you use those muscles every time you sit down or stand up. Oh, it was just like, and so you're reminded of it. So it's like, you can't even forget, get over the C-section because every day there's a reminder. And are you still in pain? Is there still? I still feel like he loves to stand on that part of my stomach, of course. (laughs) Wait until you're pregnant. If you get pregnant with your second one, your first one will kick you in the belly 500 (laughs) times a day as you're like doing anything. Okay, good. That just killed the baby. Thank you. It's so horrible. uh, elbowing you jumping on you yeah it's funny i didn't i've never thought of that that if you have a c-section and a scheduled one at that too there's really i feel like it might be so sudden like you go from being super super pregnant i'm miserable i'm miserable get this out of me and then it's just kind of quick like so fast they put you on like they don't put you under they keep you awake right you awake, but it's your whole body's numb and it's 45 minutes and like within 45 minutes and you're out but then like there's all this stuff they don't tell you like that um, your body starts convulsing afterwards yeah. when it's coming off the medication. And then also I had a really bad 
time passing blood clots because normally the afterbirth will help you do that. But like, I didn't just pass that net. So they were like constantly having to come in and push on my stomach with the (laughs) incision and like push it all out, you know? And, uh, and I remember like, I finally decided this was like two weeks after he was born. I finally decided to like get out of the house for the first time. And we went to whole foods. And as we were leaving, I was like, Oh my God. And like, some giant clot just like fell and I had just like it looked like a crime scene in Whole Foods I just like lost all this blood like I'm like running to the bathroom you know like drip 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 and this is like right when COVID's about to start like (laughs) everyone's like um um excuse me yeah you're not wearing a mask (laughs) yeah right the fucking mask that is nuts yeah it was great I just like there's so much about it I didn't I did not. But you don't have the psychological thing of like the wind, the wind down and the wind up to like labor because labor is also this nice. It's not nice, but it's a gateway to like, okay, this is coming to an end. This is one stage. And now I'm going to enter into a new thing. And you literally there are, quote, stages of labor to, I think, help the mother prepare Mm -hmm. emotionally, physically, mentally. The body needs to go through the opening, the cervix dilating, everything widening and then everything contracting, coming back. And gosh, I didn't even think of that, that you don't get you don't really get to go through. No, I feel like I didn't have the whole experience. Well, I, I guarantee you had your whole experience. I think that, but I, you know what I mean? I feel like birth is birth. Just get that fucker out and yeah. make sure that you're safe and make sure that you, everybody's healthy. Well, somebody, yeah. But somebody told me that a C-section is the baby's way of saying he wants to meet his dad first. And I thought that's kind <laughs> of sweet. sweet. Uh, because he'll definitely want to meet me the most. So he might as well yeah, meet his dad first. And then, uh, but, um, but uh, I mean, psychologically I, it's gotta hardest, be jarring. It was very psychologically hard. And then it was even harder because, your body doesn't really, you didn't go into labor. So you, for your milk to come in, it oh. takes so long. Yeah. And I feel like I'm not sure if I, like I barely, it was so hard to produce milk for me. I was like not I one of those. Yeah. And so I was producing like half, he was already so big. There was like, there was like no catching up to him ever because yeah. he was 10 pounds on the dot. So Yo. it was like, he needed so much milk. So he was on formula, like, so he was like half and half formula and breast milk, like up until about six months. That's yeah. so crazy. Yeah. It's so much. It's so much. They so don't much. tell you. Anyways, I'm so grateful for you coming. Um, yeah. I really am. I'm so, I'm so happy for you that your life has really turned out spectacularly. And I'm so happy for you. And Thank I'm so you. proud of you. And listen to her podcast this week in the 90s with her uh, beau, Chris Brockman. Yep. Brockman. Wow. That sounds yeah. like a, it's like a Simpsons name. Isn't someone Brockman? Yes. yes. Anyways, I love you so much. And um, anything else? Any final thoughts and words? No, I love you more. Thank oh, you so much for having you me. You're that. my favorite person. You're my favorite person. You had meningitis too mm-hmm. from Poo Poo. I'm still your favorite person. <laughs> even after that. <laughs> All right, until next time, stay cool, mom. My mom's where my mom's where my mom's at. Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at. Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my mom's where my mom's where my mom's at. Where my mom's at.